I earned $6,379 from my first digital course. That sounds pretty good, right? Until you consider that it took me four months to create that course. That's about $1,500 per month. Now, it's not nothing, but it's not really money you can live on either. And to hear some people talk, four months is actually pretty short for course creation. I have friends and colleagues who have spent years creating one single course. I'm just not up for that. So I created a better plan. Signature courses, those are out for me. And tiny courses are in. This is Cindy Bidar, and on this episode of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, I'm sharing with you the exact steps that I take to outline a course in just a couple of hours. Even better, once you have your outline nailed down, all that's left is to fill in the blanks. So let's get started. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, it's Cindy, and I want to let you know that today's episode is the audio from a recent live workshop I hosted just for my email subscribers. You'll hear me mention the mind map and the Trello board, so if you'd rather catch the video to see those in action, I'll have a link in the show notes for you at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 41. Before you dive in, though, be sure to grab something to write with because you're going to want to take notes. Okay, I'm going to turn the mic over to my past self so you can get right to the good stuff. I'll talk to you again on the other side. So I want to tell you about my tiny course philosophy. This is kind of something that that I developed as I was becoming a course creator, as I was putting things together. I had this goal when I first released all of my clients. I had this goal to start creating courses. And like a lot of people, I thought that the only way to do this was to create these massive two or $3,000 courses and to sell them through a big webinar circuit. And you know, you run all of the ads and just all of the things that go along with that. And I tried that. I, I tried that model and it didn't really work out for me. I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't like it. I found it kind of stressful. So I landed on this other solution that I call tiny courses. And the reason I love tiny courses is because they're so much easier to create. They take days or weeks instead of months or years to create. In fact, I was listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast and I love Amy Porterfield. I think she does amazing things, but she was on her podcast this morning. She was talking about doing a photo shoot for a course and how much planning and just effort goes into this. And she's talking about, or not a, not a photo shoot, but a video shoot. And she's talking about planning this out months in advance. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's just so overwhelming. I don't want to plan anything out months in advance like that, unless it's a vacation. I don't want to plan my work that way. I don't want to have to put that much effort into creating and selling something at that high of a ticket because it's just too much stress on me. In these tiny courses that I create, and for what it's worth, what I am calling a tiny course is anything that can be consumed in an afternoon. So you're not going to spend weeks taking a tiny course, and it typically sells for $100 or less. So that's kind of my definition of a tiny course. When you hear me say tiny course, that's what I'm talking about. 
So tiny courses are easier to create. They take days or weeks, maybe, instead of months or years to do. You don't have to plan any videographers or shoot locations for it. There's a lot less tech involved and the tech that is involved is a lot simpler. In fact, I teach a course about how to create a course using the tools that you already have on your computer and everybody has these tools and everybody uses them. So it's really easy to create. You don't have to buy any new software. You don't have to learn any new software. You just use what you have. Tiny courses are also, like I said, they're easier to consume. Everybody's really short on time. We're in a hurry, right? And if you do some research, you're going to find that the finish rate on those big courses is somewhere in the single digits. It's like two or three percent. So of all of those people who spend thousands or and thousands of dollars on these great big courses, only two or three percent of them are actually finishing those courses, which to me is really sad. Tiny courses are easier to sell as well. A lot of people will tell you that it's easier to sell one $1,000 course than to sell 10 $100 courses. And I think that's absolute nonsense. A $100 course is a lot easier decision for somebody to make than a $1,000 course. A $1,000 course requires buy-in from a spouse or a partner or a business partner. It requires a line item on your budget to save up for it sometimes, where a $100 course is a much easier decision. It's almost an impulse buy. And to my way of thinking, most of my courses are launch for well under $100, usually $37 or $47. That really is an impulse buy for a lot of people. So don't let anybody tell you that it's easier to sell one $1,000 course than 10 $100 courses because I'm just not buying that. With a higher ticket course, like I said, a lot of times there's a webinar circuit that's required. You know, you'll see people doing these big launch cycles and they're on everybody's podcast and they're hosting webinars and they're running Facebook ads. And, and it's just all kinds of effort and money that is going into this one big launch that they're doing maybe once or twice a year. And it's just exhausting and it's expensive. Tiny courses are easier to scale as well. When you're selling one or two big signature courses like that, you've got one or two launches a year and that's your entire business model. Whereas if you are creating smaller courses like my preference, then you have all kinds of ways that you can mix and match these and scale them. You can put multiple courses together in a bundle. You can create a membership site like I've done. There's just lots of things that you can do with them to change it up and make money in different ways with all of the different content that you're creating. So that's kind of why I have really fallen in love with the tiny course model and why a lot of my students have come to embrace the tiny course model as well. It's just so much less stressful and so much easier to deal with on all kinds of levels. So that's what we're talking about today is creating this tiny course. So you probably noticed that I'm teaching this from a mind map instead of from what you might traditionally expect. You might have expected to come in here and see a very polished slideshow. And I'm not teaching that way because I want you to, number one, I want you to walk away with something that you can actually use. And I'm not sure that that super polished slideshow is the best way to deliver that information. I'm not gonna lie though, before I created this workshop, I did go out and I bought a webinar training from somebody whose name you would know, 
And I was going to put together one of those very polished webinars. And then I, I got into that training and I thought, this is just not how I want to teach this. I want people to get a feel for how I actually teach, for how my membership runs. Because you know that you're on a workshop here with me. And at the end of this workshop, I'm going to make you an offer. And I want you to know if that offer is right for you. And the best way for you to know that is to get to know me and how I teach and what my philosophy is. So that's kind of the reason why I decided to go with this mind map style instead. I think it's a lot more fun. I think it's a lot more interactive and I think it will serve you better than being forced to sit through a slideshow filled with testimonials about how amazing I am and very little of any substance other than that. So we talked about what we're going to do today. And just to recap, what I want you to achieve by the end of this call is I want you to be able to identify a problem that you can solve for an audience who you want to work with. I want you to get crystal clear on the outcome or the result that you're going to promise to your audience. This is your stake in the ground or your destination. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. And I want you to start drafting a roadmap that's going to help them get there. This is going to become your course outline. So I use a couple of different tools for this. You can use whatever works for you, but some ideas that you might want to start with are index cards. These are my personal favorite. I buy index cards by the hundreds. And whenever I am brainstorming ideas or working through a problem, you will see me at my desk with a stack of index cards and a couple of Sharpie markers, just jotting notes down. That's how I think best. You might also use sticky notes. I know a lot of people like to use sticky notes for this. I've also used Trello for it. And if we have time at the end of this call, I'll show you a Trello board example. I've also used mind maps. I use a mind map sometimes to work out the content of my podcast or to work out the content of a workshop like this. I actually built this workshop in this mind map. I also use whiteboards. I've got a couple of whiteboards here in my office and you will quite often find me pacing around my office with a whiteboard marker in hand, jotting notes on my whiteboard. And then I take photo of it and I stash it in my Evernote for later. You can also use a paper and pen. You can use a word processor. You can use a Google Doc. Basically, anything that you can write with will work. So if you haven't yet, then go ahead and grab a notebook and a pen or open up a word processor or open up your Trello account or whatever works for you because we're going to start taking some notes. I'm going to want you to actually write down some ideas so that you have them when the call is over and you have something that you can work with. So the first step in creating any course is to identify the right audience. Now, you may already know who your audience is, who your ideal audience is. It might be you. Okay, this is true for a lot of course creators. This is kind of the real-time learn and then teach model. I know a lot of course creators who do this very, very successfully. You learn something new and then you teach your audience how to do it. You're teaching someone who is coming up right behind you. And this is a really valid business model. So maybe your ideal audience is you. Or it might be you a year ago right? So just a little bit further ahead, not learning and teaching in real time, but teaching something that you learned a year ago. My audience is me, but a few years ago. So my audience is me when I was first starting to become a course creator 
And I didn't really know. I kind of knew what I was doing because I'd been doing this for my clients for a long time, but I didn't really, you know, have the confidence to do it for myself. So my audience is that version of me from three or four or five years ago. And your audience might be somebody else entirely. So think about who do you most want to help or who are you most drawn to? Who do you have it in your heart to help them out with something? I've talked to people who maybe want to help uh, single mothers or they want to help newly divorced dads or, you know, whatever. Basically, it's who you're drawn to. So any of those options, you right now, if you're doing the learn, teach model, you a year ago, you a few years ago, or someone else entirely. So my question to you, and I want you to post this in the chat for me, is what audience do you serve or do you want to serve? So some good examples of this are moms of toddlers, new dog owners, unemployed millennials, retirees looking for a side income, high school graduates looking for a job, college students who want to study better. There's lots of different options. So tell me in the chat who you are looking to serve. Michelle serves newly empty nesters. Excellent. Carol serves bloggers behind me. Great. Beginner gardeners. I need that. Solopreneurs, excellent. Women who want to create a garden retreat for flowers and food, awesome. Coaches, trainers, and course creators, nice. Self-employed professionals, these are all great, excellent. You guys have a really good handle on who it is you want to serve. So that's the first step. So I've asked you to write it in the chat, but I also want you to write it down in your notebook or on your piece of paper or in your Google Doc or wherever you're taking notes. Make sure you write it down there too, because we're going to return to that as we work through this process. Janet serves newly retired females, immunity seekers, excellent, small business owners, awesome, baby boomers, nice. All right, you guys have this down. All right, write that down in your notebook, in your note cards, on your sticky note, wherever you are taking notes today. The next thing you're going to want to do is think about what are the problems that these people are facing that you can help them solve. You need to define the problem. So you're going to think about, you know, what are the common problems that your audience faces? And this is really important because we're talking about tiny courses. Remember, we are keeping it small. You're not solving every problem for them. You're just solving one problem problem. Today on this call, we're solving the problem of outlining a course, right? We are not talking about how to market that course. We're not talking about how to get the course recorded. We're not talking about the technology you're using. We're outlining a course. So we're talking about a very small piece. So what are the common problems that you can solve for your audience? And some ways that you can find out if you don't know, because Sometimes I see people who think they're solving a problem and what they really are is they are a solution in search of a problem. So they've created something that they think their audience wants, but their audience really doesn't want it. So you need to find out if this is a problem that they really need a solution to. And some ways that you can do that is you can survey them. I do that a lot. I send out surveys to my six-figure systems students. I send out surveys to my subscribers. Ask them. 
People will tell you. People will tell you what they're struggling with. They'll give you ideas if you just pay attention. You can also hang out in their communities. You can join Facebook groups where your ideal customer is hanging out. So in other words, you don't want to join Facebook groups filled with other people who are teaching your ideal customers. You want to join the Facebook groups where your ideal customer is. Listen to what they're saying. See what they're asking. See what they're talking about. That's going to give you insight into what problems they're facing that you can help them with. You can see what other people are teaching. I quite often am paying attention to what other people in the online marketing space are teaching. And I would never tell you that you should copy what someone else is doing. That's not what I'm talking about here. But you can absolutely take inspiration from what other people are teaching. If they are teaching something, it's likely because they received a question about it or because they know it's a problem for that audience. So by paying attention to what your competition is teaching, you will quite often get ideas about what you can be teaching as well. You can also look at the common questions you receive in emails. I get questions from subscribers, from Six Figure Systems members all the time. Every single one of those questions is a potential course or a podcast episode or a blog post. You can also use Google. Google is an endless source of information, as are FAQ pages from other people's sites, chapters in books about your topic, magazine articles about your topic. There's just all kinds of places where you can get insight into what problems your ideal audience is facing right now that you can help them serve. And like I said, we're keeping it small. We're not solving every problem, just one of them. And you're going to come back to this again as you build out your course. And I'll, I'll give you an example from my own life too, because it really serves the point that I'm trying to get across here. So my question for you in the chat, what problem do you want to help your audience solve? So some examples might be, it's hard to make healthy meals at home with limited time, or the dog misbehaves and it's making me regret getting him. My dog is not misbehaving. He's sleeping on my feet right now. So he's being a good boy. Or maybe the problem is that your ideal customer is broke and they need a job. Or maybe they want to make some extra cash, but they don't want to get a job. So what is the problem that you can help your ideal audience solve? Stephanie says, how to get your nonverbal or ID child out of perpetual kindergarten. Awesome. Lloyd says, you've lost that love and feeling. I think there's a song about that, Lloyd. Cheryl says, increase productivity by finding files, documents, and email faster. I love that one. Sandra says, letting go of hurt and pain caused by others. Letting go of the offended mindset that is so needed right now. <laughs> Lou says, my husband misbehaves and is making me regret getting him. <laughs> That's a good one. Gina, how to manage overwhelm with current chaos in the world. Valerie, how to use note cards to develop a research paper. Love it. You know, as an aside, we were told in high school to use note cards to develop a research paper, but never told actually how to do that. So that could be a really good topic. Pam, find the courage to be seen so you can attract your ideal clients and grow a business you love. Excellent. Kim, increase immune health strength with natural resources. Great. These are all excellent. You guys really, you guys got your stuff down. You know what you're talking about. This is going to be easy for you. All right. So you know who your ideal audience is and you know what problem they solve. 
So the next step is to know where you're going to take them. What's the outcome or the result that you are going to promise them if they buy and study your course? This is the promise of your course. This is what your student is going to get at the end. So this is not, you know, they're going to get 16 lessons and 14 workbooks and a Facebook group and none of that. This is what is the result that they are going to have at the end of your course when they are successful in working through your course? What result will they have? So maybe they're going to have a healthy and fast weeknight meal choices that their toddlers are going to eat. Maybe they're going to have a dog that comes when he's called and doesn't pee in the house. Maybe they're going to have a good job that pays well and doesn't stink. Maybe they're going to have an online business that doesn't look like a job. So what is the outcome that your ideal customer is going to have when they solve that problem. And a lot of times this is the opposite of the problem that they have. So if you're having trouble thinking of what that outcome is, flip the problem around and give me the opposite of that. Go ahead and type that in the chat for me. Joe says, more satisfaction and profit in business, better personal relationships. Love it. Marsha Grace says, they'll be happier, able to sleep and get along better with family. Nice. Have an average of save, love it, save an average of 6.4 hours per week looking for files and documents. Yes. It's amazing how much time we waste looking for files. Know how to identify common vegetable garden pests and how to organically control them. Love it. These are all great, you guys. Awesome. Keep them coming. Helping children cope with difficult moments on challenging days. Staying in control of their temper without outbursts that adversely impacts their reputation as a leader. Know how to update older posts. Know how to structure a post for SEO. Save time, money, and reduce stress. Excellent. Keep them coming, you guys. These are all awesome. So you know who your ideal customer is for your course. You know what problem your course will solve. And you know what the result is for your students who successfully take your course. So those are the first three pieces. Then the final piece here is, okay, it's not the final piece. It's the final piece before we get to the outline. The final piece that you want to be able to articulate is to combine your audience and your outcome and to actually write it out. This is your, this is your stake in your ground, in the ground that we talked about. This is your North Star. All of your course content must lead in this direction. And this is going to be really important in a minute when we get to actually brainstorming the content of your course, because it's going to be the filter that everything has to pass through. If it doesn't pass this filter, it doesn't go in your course. So your stake in the ground is combining your audience and your outcome. So examples of that might be, this course helps moms of toddlers, that's your ideal audience, moms of toddlers, plan meals that their kids like to eat and never complain about. So their problem is their kids don't like to eat and they have a hard time creating healthy meals for them. All they want to eat is chicken nuggets. And this course helps them solve that problem by create or by making meals that their kids like to eat and never complain about. Or this course helps new dog owners, that's the ideal audience, establish a routine that makes house training and obedience easy. So they've got a dog that misbehaves, this course gives them a well-behaved dog. So think about how you can combine those elements, your audience and your outcome into one single statement. What does your course do 
and for whom. Stephanie says a teaching process that allows special needs kids to develop their intellect in spite of their disabilities and keep moving forward. Nice. Sonia says help individuals get their business set up. Desi Ann says create content and products that resonate with them, enjoy consistent sales. Nice. Linda says this course helps new journal writers to get started with journaling and to create a meaningful and fun journaling practice that can enrich their lives and well-being. Excellent. Pam says this course helps women business owners and solopreneurs, and it went away, solopreneurs over 50. Awesome. I love that distinction. Solopreneurs over 50 find the courage to be seen, attract more of their ideal clients, and start or grow a business they love. Fabulous. These are all awesome. You guys, if you are not writing your mission or your, I don't want to call it your mission statement, but your North Star, write your North Star down on your piece of paper, in your notebook, on your sticky note, wherever you're keeping notes here, okay? Because you're going to want to return to this as we start brainstorming the ideas that are going to make up your course. And that is the next step. Carol says, this course is for bloggers who want to take advantage of updating older posts and learn a systematic method. Lori says, this course helps empty nesters get into boating, something they've always wanted to do, but couldn't afford while raising the kids to help them reconnect. Nice. That, I love how specific that is. Kim says, this course helps horse owners improve their communication and horsemanship skills. Nice. Gina says this course helps women writers and speakers overcome imposter syndrome so they can clearly and confidently share their message. Perfect. Nick says make email marketing principles and practices simple. Just add who your target audience is for that, Nick, and you've got your North Star statement right there. Ahead says gives parents tools to assist children through challenges. I would specify what kind of challenges. What specific challenges are you helping them with? Leanne says, this course helps midlife women to relieve their pesky perimenopause symptoms so they can feel more in charge of their health and be besties with their bodies. Again, I like that phrase, without strict rules and extreme strategies. Yeah, like that. All right, you guys really, really doing great with this. This is awesome. All right, so we've got your North Star statement The next step then is to figure out what is the process that your ideal customer will use to go from problem to result. So what are the steps that they're going to take? And this is when it becomes so much easier if you are doing the learn and then teach method or if your ideal customer is a year or a few years behind you it makes this really easy but it's not it's not a must have but if that is the case then you're just teaching them what you know you're teaching them what you've already done you've already achieved that result so you're just giving them the steps that you took to get there so you're going to start by brainstorming ideas. And I'm going to give you the breakdown on how this works, but I'm going to ask you to spend probably 30 to 60 minutes on it after this call is over. But the idea is that you're going to take your notepad or your sticky notes or your three by five cards or your Trello board or whatever it is that you are writing on and just set a timer for like 30 maybe 60 minutes, and just write down 
everything that you can think of that people will need to do. And don't worry about what order it's in. Don't worry about if it's a good idea or a bad idea. Just brainstorm. Think of as many ideas as you can think of that people could use to achieve that result that you are promising in your North Star statement, right? So anything that comes to mind, just write down as many as you can. Now, I said I like to do this on three by five note cards because I like to be able to kind of shuffle them up and move them around and organize them. But you can do the same thing with a sticky note or with a digital document or whatever it is you're using. So that's the first step is just a big brainstorm of ideas. And I'll show you my Trello board so you can kind of see how that works. But that's the first step. Write down as many ideas as you can think of, whether they sound silly or whether you're not sure if they would work or, you know, whatever the case may be. Just write down as many ideas as you can think of. Then the next step is going to be to start organizing those thoughts. So you're going to remove the things that don't fit. And I want you to be really ruthless here because some of the ideas that you come up with in that brainstorming are going to be what we would call out of scope. They don't fit in with that North Star statement that you have created. That's why I want you to keep that handy, write it down and keep it handy so that you can immediately know oh, this is an idea for a different course, or this is an idea for maybe a bonus or something, but it doesn't fit with this course. So some examples of that might be if you're creating that course for the moms of toddlers who you know want to get their kids to eat healthy and you think, wow, you know, healthy eating is expensive. So I'm going to teach them how to clip coupons. No, that is out of scope. That is not what we're teaching here. Just like I said earlier, I'm not teaching you how to market a course. I'm not teaching you how to write a sales page. I'm not teaching you how to record videos. We are outlining a course. All of those other things are out of scope. So get rid of those. Those ideas, maybe save them for later, save them for a bonus, save them for another course, save them for your membership, save them for your YouTube videos, whatever, but they don't go in your course. That's how we get these big, massive, multi-module things that take forever to create. So another example of this is me. I told you I have a course called Quick and Easy Course Creation that talks about how to actually create a course from start to finish, how to create the slides, how to record the video, how to edit the video, all of that stuff. It's not. I don't talk about how to write a sales page, though. That's out of scope. Yes, it's a part of creating a course, but it's not about course creation. It doesn't fit with my goal statement or my North Star statement that I created for that course. So anything that I had that talked about, you know, writing a sales page, and there were some notes in there that talked about writing a sales page, those got removed early on because I knew it was out of scope and it would make the course too big. So the next step then, you've removed anything that doesn't fit, you're going to start grouping like ideas together. So you're going to start to see some natural groupings, some ideas that fit together in a single list. And I just like to, you know, stack my little note cards up on my desk in loose groups that seem to fit together. Or in Trello, you'll make lists and I'll show you how that works in a minute. But you're just kind of putting things together in some kind of order, in some kind of organization by category. And those categories are what are going to become your lessons or your modules in your course by grouping those like ideas together. And then you're going to establish an order of events. 
what has to come first. So for example, you can't teach a puppy not to potty in the house unless he knows where he's supposed to potty. So that section would come first. You can't write your course materials until you create your course outline. So I wouldn't teach you how to script a course out until I teach you how to outline it. So that's the next thing is you're going to start to establish that order of events. You're going to establish the order of events with your big chunks, and then you're going to go through and create the order of events within that list. And then finally, you're going to walk away and let it simmer for a few days. And this is really important because when you come back, you're going to find some gaps. You're going to find some things that you need to fill in. You're going to find more things that you need to remove because they don't fit or they're out of scope. And you're going to look at it and just have more ideas about things that you forgot to put in there, about things that you you really want to mention, but you didn't think about initially. So that's kind of the beauty of walking away and letting it sit for a few days. Just let it simmer. I would recommend at least two or three days before you come back to it and then give it a final look through to fill in those gaps and remove anything that is out of scope. And then you're going to reorganize and finalize your outline. So how does this then translate into an online course? Well, Each grouping, like I said, of related thoughts becomes a lesson or a chapter. And the important but the not really related things, the things that you decided were out of scope, remember we talked about that, you can make those into a bonus, you can make them the start of a new course, you can use them as marketing materials for this course. So maybe you teach somebody how to clip coupons and then by clipping coupons, they're saving money on their groceries, they can afford to eat healthier. And here's this course about how to eat healthier with a toddler in the house. So all of those ideas, nothing's gonna go to waste, you're going to reuse them in other ways, they just don't fit within that course. And then all that's left really is to write the content. You've got an entire outline. What you're going to do then is expand on the ideas that you wrote on your note cards or on your Trello board or on your sticky notes. You're going to include relevant examples to make things more clear to people. You're going to research if you need to, to fill in any leftover gaps, maybe find some statistics that you can use to better drive points home. That's always useful if you can find statistics or examples to include. And really all you're doing is filling in the blanks at that point. You've got the bones of a course right there. And you could probably, if you know your topic well enough, teach it just from those bones because you live this. You might be your ideal audience even, and maybe you have been going through this yourself last week or last year or five years ago, and you can easily talk about this stuff and teach it just from that outline. But even if you can't, just filling in the blanks from that outline becomes much, much easier because you know exactly where you're going and what you want to teach people. So I told you I was going to take you over to my Trello board. So this is a Trello board that I did just to give you an example for a course that I recently released called List Building with Bundles and Giveaways. And you can see that in this questions to answer list over here on the far left, this is where all of my content 
started. I had, I made just a great big list of all of the things, all of the questions I wanted to answer about list building with bundles, all the questions people ask me, all of my thoughts about it. I just made a big list in this first column. And then I started organizing them kind of by topic and I just kind of dragged them around. And what I ended up with was what you see here, which is basically an outline for a course. So lesson one is why you should give away your paid products for free. And these are all of the questions that I tried to answer within that lesson. And lesson two is how do bundles and giveaways work? And those are all of the questions that I tried to answer within that lesson. So the whole thing just kind of flowed from that initial great big list of questions that I had. And some of those questions, some of those ideas that I had didn't make it into this final outline because they were out of scope. And as I was putting together the course, this is not the, you know, kind of the final thing. I actually wrote a longer outline in my writing app that I use. But as I was doing that, I came up with even more things that I knew that I needed to cover to make the topic more clear or to, you know, use examples, like I said, or statistics or things like that, that just made the course more clear for people. So, but this, this start to my course, this Trello board was really the start of it. It let me organize my thoughts and my ideas in a more kind of cohesive step-by-step -step manner that would make sense to people. So you guys, what I want you to walk away with today is kind of the bones of your course. Now we've talked about how you can identify your ideal audience, how you can identify a problem that they are facing, how you identify a solution that you want to give them a result and kind of put that stake in the ground and then organize your thoughts about how they achieve that result by you know, just kind of thinking through the steps that you would take people, that you would lead people on as they are walking that journey with you or, or leading them by the hand, I guess I would say. I'm going to take some questions now just to make sure that you guys walk away with something that you can use, whether you join me in Six Figure Systems or not. That was my goal today is to make sure that you walk away with some some tips that you can actually use, that you can actually put to work in your own business. Obviously, I would love to have you join me. I would love to work with you more closely inside Six Figure Systems. But if you choose not to do that, I still want you to be able to take this information and run with it and be creating your own courses. I would love to see you succeed with this system because it really does work. It works for me. It works for many of my Six Figure Systems members as well. So let's take a look at your questions. Valerie says, I am teaching a process. How does that ideas part work with a process? So you're going to be teaching the steps, I'm assuming. Yeah, the steps, the steps to reach a goal. That's, that's what a process is, right? So I would start by just writing down all of the steps that you can think of. How does the process roll out? How does it flow? What do they do first? What do they do next? and then organize it from there. Desi Ann says, when is a tiny course no longer tiny? Do you recommend a maximum number of lessons? No, I don't. I've had people ask me this before. How many lessons should it be? How long should it be? You know, how many modules, how many videos, all of that sort of thing. And really the answer is it needs to be as long as it needs to be to let your students achieve that goal that you have promised them. So if it's one video and it's 18 minutes, then that's enough. 
And if it's seven videos and it's four and a half hours, then that's how long it should be. In fact, I actually bought a course the other day that was an 18 minute video. That's the extent of the course. It achieved the promise that it gave me on the sales page. So I was happy with it because I don't want to spend three hours to learn something that could have been taught to me in 18 minutes. Donna has a similar question. Six modules is a tiny course. How long is each module and does it include video, transcript, exercises, etc.? My courses, most of them include video. And when I say video, I'm talking primarily about a slideshow that you're narrating over. My courses are typically six or seven lessons. And each lesson is a single video. Each video is 20 to 30 minutes, typically. And I also include workbooks and checklists and whatnot. But again, it should be as long as it needs to be just to give them the result that you've promised. It doesn't need to be any longer than that. There used to be, back when I first started online, there was actually an ebook called The Thud Factor, where the author talked about adding more and more and more stuff to a course to make it appear as if it was worth more money, right? It was more valuable because it had all of these things in it. And some of you are old like me, and you will remember those days when everything you bought came with 14 bonuses and 87 ebooks and most of it was not related to what you were buying at all but it ramped up the value right it made it appear as if it were more valuable but now people are you know we're so pressed for time we're so busy all of the time we don't have time to go through all of those bonus materials and all of those workbooks and all of those videos, we just want to get to the point. If you can get people that outcome, if you can get them that result in less time, they'll actually pay more for it. So don't worry about how long should it be? How much more should I add to make it appear more valuable? Worry about are my students getting the result that I've promised them? And if you can get them that result in a single 18 minute video, then that's a winner. Leanne says, as there is so much information in the membership, is there advice about where to start and not get overwhelmed? Yes, Leanne, there is a roadmap. There's a six steps to six figures roadmap that I recommend that every new member work through before they get started. That's going to walk you through the steps that you need to take to build an online business. You can skip around if you've already done some of the work. If you're coming in and you've got a business already, then you can skip around through the roadmap. But it also, but it includes the recommended courses that I recommend that you take and in what order to build a business from nothing to finished. Kim says, is a hybrid course considered a tiny course? For example, with one of my courses, the student watches a video and then they can send me two 10-minute videos that week for me to give them feedback. My course is five weeks. I would not consider that a tiny course because that's a lot of personal attention from you and it's a five-week time span, but you can certainly call it anything you want. Tiny is pretty subjective, so if you want to call that a tiny course, you may call that a tiny course. Michelle says, you mentioned we could use tools we already have. Can you speak on this? Absolutely. So in quick and easy course creation, for example, I teach how to use Zoom to record your course lessons. And I also talk about using things like Google Docs to create your to create your handouts or using Canva to create your workbooks, which is what I use. You can 
absolutely create courses using just the tools you are used to using. You don't have to have a fancy setup. For example, if you're recording course materials with Zoom, you don't necessarily even need a video editor. If you are pretty confident on video, you can just shoot from start to finish, take the recording right out of Zoom, and off you go with it. And with Zoom, even a free account, you can record up to 40 minutes. So you could do that you know, with just a free Zoom account and nothing else. All right, guys, I think we're going to call it. I hope that you will walk away, like I said, whether you join me in Six Figure Systems or not, I hope you will, but whether you do or not, please walk away with this information that you can use. Take it and run with it and create your course. I want to see you guys succeed with this. You really can do it. Don't let anybody tell you that it has to be more complicated than it is. Just keep it simple and you will make it too. And I'm back. Did you take lots of notes? I hope that process really got your wheels turning just a bit. I have to tell you, working this way has changed my life and it's going to help you too. Whether you're creating a course, you're writing a book, you're starting a membership site, or maybe you're just outlining a podcast episode, a quick brainstorming session like I taught in that workshop is going to give you the framework upon which you can build something amazing. If you'd like to take that outline that you've just created and turn it into a course easily without learning a bunch of new tools or investing in things like video editing software, then you're going to want to check out my course, Quick and Easy Course Creation. At the time this episode airs, so if you're listening in real time, I do have that course on sale for 40% off, and it is the next best step for the outline you've just created. I'll drop the link in the show notes for you at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 41. While you're there, be sure to leave me a comment. Whether you buy the course or you join me inside Six Figure Systems, I'd really love to know if you're going to try out this course outline method or if you already have how it worked for you. And if you've used this method to create and launch a course, drop me a link so other podcast listeners and so I can check it out. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, would you do me a favor and leave me a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? That helps other people find us. And of course, if you have a friend or a colleague who would love to hear this episode, please go ahead and send them the direct link. Again, that's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 41. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.